0: Hey there and welcome to episode 337 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. Today I have an interview with Aaron Thompson, author of The Muck, now on Kickstarter. Hey Aaron, how you doing?
1: Hey Noah, uh, great Great to be on, doing great. <laughs> good,
0: good. And in up front, this is our second attempt at recording an interview because we're uh, just keep running into issues with Zoom. So we're going to try it again, but we're going to have fun doing it.
1: I'm um, sure. absolutely
0: yeah yeah so aaron um tell me a bit about yourself and your background uh what what got you into comics
1: yeah so um i've kind of always been around comics um read them when i was young and kind of had a break and then got back into them i actually um when i went to university started working in a comic store so my my um reading uh choices broaden so i could get into into more books so comics have always kind of been around me that's for sure um yeah yeah always always around
0: <laughs> that's great and you have a background in drawing as well as writing comics
1: yeah so i um initially i always i've, I've always drawn from again from a young age and I, I thought I wanted to get into into more of an art side, the drawing side of of life. I wanted that to be in my in my job, but then I realised I just enjoyed it, and I didn't want it to become really become my job. Um, but in terms of the writing, I in my degree I, I did a a video game design degree, and part of that was creative writing so i've always had a bit of a thing for writing as well um but really the the current writing didn't really come around until um recently this year as i've had some issues with with my hand um still under investigation but i can't really hold a pen (laughs) so
0: you told me that the first recording and it's painful to think about now too that just sucks
1: yeah Yeah. it's it's annoying because you know you want to get it was the creative outlet and um you just kind of have to pivot and as much as i miss it miss doing it um i know i'll get back to it eventually um but it's given me a whole new whole new area to look into so writing yeah has been great
0: (laughs) yeah it has been great and so where did the uh idea for the muck come from um, what were your inspirations
1: on that? So, I mean, initially I had the actual story to the muck um, came from two separate notes that I had on my phone. One of them was a psychological thriller that um, has also a bunch of spoilers in the notes. So I can't say those. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the other one was a, um, it was a dystopian landscape set with a hierarching city and set around a two characters who are a bit lower down in that city hierarchy um so i just i, I kind of merged the two t- together for the story but in terms of the characters um i mean our main creature is quite the uh, i was uh, <laughs> there's a lot of different influences that you could Throw around. I know a lot of people when they've looked at it, gone, oh, that looks kind of like uh, Bioshock. And I was like, hey, oh yeah, the the suits and stuff like that. It's just that's I I get it, I get it. Uh, but the the creature came from Scooby Doo, and that's mm-hmm. not <laughs> that's not really really what people expect when I say that. But I was I was quite literally I was trying to think of what the antagonist for this whole story would be, and um, I uh wasn't too sure um and then I found a card like an old playing card from one of the live action Scooby-Doo movies that I had just in my stuff and there was an old drawing from the old cartoons of the the tar monster I was like oh that would be if I could extend that into the landscape itself because really the muck is the landscape as opposed to just the creature um So i kind of wanted to extend that a bit and the the design was quite simple but if we could make it a bit more horrific um i would go with that and so i did yeah
0: amazing that's so awesome and also just like i love any answer to any question that involves scooby-doo especially (laughs) classic scooby-doo because uh monsters unleashed has all the classic monsters in it which is just great and so it's the perfect influence to pull from.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I love um, I love that, yeah, when I was reading the comic, you brought up Bioshock. Yeah. There's definitely that feel to it. And when you bring up your video game background, that's sort of, I didn't know you had a background in video games, but I was sort of feeling, I was assuming, I was like, I bet this is more of like a video game reference because like they even have, the main characters even have on their backs, like these glowing, like their, their breathing apparatuses are kind of glowing and things like that
1: yeah, um, yeah
0: but I also was feeling a retro vibe to it so I'm happy to hear scooby Doo's an influence but what are um sort of what were the reasons sort of like pulling sort of like making it sort of feel a little retro because I can also get the Bioshock retro feel as well like what well, why the retro aesthetic
1: yeah so I think a lot of that came down it was realistically that that's the suit designs um my local town has this it's he's almost like a, a bit of a local hero where um mm-hmm. I I honestly can't remember why but his name's William Walker he he was a diver an old school Victorian diver and everywhere you go you see this this old diving suit and I thought about that and I thought you know what that could be a cool costume design and yeah you know that kind of ha- is a thing in in Bioshock but not necessarily in terms of that's more i feel more aesthetic this is that this is the full design of like this is the standard for the people of of, of the town of domlin where everything's set the city should i say and so i thought you know diving suit cool Let, let's mix that this this place is a bit toxic this area that they're in we'll need a hazmat suit kind of design as well which what what do we do there and I looked at you know modern hazmat suits and they just didn't really match so I I looked back and looked again at that the old antique old hazmat suits that leather the and merged the two along with some a little bit of like that blacksmithing style like if you see the belts across their middle I thought of an old fantasy like blacksmith whether wearing the apron with the big belt um, yeah so i i kind of merged all of that and we and um, we get our characters and they are i i love them <laughs> i love their design yeah no
0: that's so awesome yeah i love that too and it kind of it uh it makes the world feel more tactile yeah pulling in that real world reference but also i um I was talking with a friend recently who makes comics and you can always sort of tell when people aren't pulling from real life things that mean something to them or that Mm -hmm. strike their fancy. And it always is more intriguing when you feel like it's just this unspoken thing, Yeah, but it's sort of like, you can always feel when someone's not in it all the way. So pulling from your real life is really cool to see that in a book.
1: Yeah. I think, Um, you know, adding all these things together as well, it, my main thing with this book is to get people to question the book and Mm -hmm. to question everything within the book uh the surroundings the the city the the landscape itself because the book necessarily it doesn't necessarily tell you those things uh off the bat there's a bit of information to start with but it's still not a lot to not everything and it, it makes you a question and that is what i i want with this kind of book people to question question it yeah all. and there's a
0: utilitarian design to their their suits the two main characters whose names are you pull it up really quick i was just looking at it um their names are uh jay-z and trans and treason they, uh, We understand right from the start what their job is because, you know, they're in these big suits that are very reminiscent of like old diver suits, mm-hmm. but they also have these rakes and you're just like, yeah, I get what their job is. Like they're just, their job is to rake this muck. And so we get it. And so we don't need that much of an explanation. And I think, I bet that comes from you having sort of the vi- the visual background. So you know how to deliver exposition in more than one way
1: yeah it definitely it definitely does help I mean whenever I write any part of a script I see it in shots so I I tend to see something as though I'm making a film so I've got my video game background but I've also got um, a background in film and my a lot of that I see things in shots so if I can see the shot and then describe the shot in words which is how you write a script, I suppose. <laughs> but um I everything is visual in, in that way where if I can set it up so it makes sense like that um I I, I will uh, which I've heard helps when you're working with an artist. they they seem to like like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I bet that really yeah I bet your your artist really appreciates that. Which is a good segue into talking about your artists. and uh, how did you how did you meet up with uh, the, the person you're working with now? And again, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I I blanked on the name again. But yeah, how did Listen. you meet your artist?
1: So I I met Emilio through a Facebook group. Um, it, it was difficult. I I really wanted to find an artist that was perfect for this book and for the design, and it just so I could get that that image in my head perfectly down and there were there were a few that were quite close but it took a while and then I met Emilio um I said right these are the character descriptions can you you know can you draw them and show me what you've got and he sent me pretty quickly (laughs) sent me designs back and they were perfect absolutely perfect and he's been incredible sense you know I, i'll give him i'll give him the pages the script and very quickly he's got the idea we rarely have to change anything so that's,
0: um, that's that's got to be so great
1: it makes my life very easy uh <laughs> for, <laughs> for that it's uh it is yeah it's great <laughs> it's pretty great and um, what's
0: it like for you now working with an artist and i bet it again artists speaking as one also it really helps when the writer has a clear idea of what they want in their mm-hmm. minds so the art i know that that helps a lot but what's it like now like did you teach yourself how to write scripts or did you have like sort of a did you sort of have did that come sort of intuitively with your creative writing background or
1: what, yes. what was that
0: process like
1: what well, when it comes to writing the scripts where well, i when i was doing my degree i we we had two opportunities to write our, you know, usually in a, in any form of education, it's like, right, you've got to write a, re- a review or this, is you've got to do this kind of writing for this. Um, we had two opportunities to write our own thing and choose our own me- medium. And I said, can I do a script? And they said, yes, yeah, you can, as long as you do it as though you're with with everything, you know, you're describing scenes perfectly. I said, oh, "Well, if I do a comic script, will that help?" And I said, "Yeah, that's great. Um, just add everything in." So I I'd done a couple when I was in in university, and um, I loved it. I immediately hooked on that. So then I had a bit of an influence. I I joined a writing course. Um, must be two or three. Whenever Substack started, that's <laughs> what that's what it, that's what it was. Um, so I joined a writing course then, which you know I'd drop drop in and out of kind of thing and get a few pointers. Um, but it's it's it has been interesting. I I feel like when I write, I write it for what I would want to read. So yeah, if if I, cause if I know there's a lot of people who would just say. I think it is the Marvel method where it's literally like you write everything that happens in the issue in, in a couple of pages and you know, let them go wild. Um I, I like to be a bit more specific because then I can get the idea down properly in my head at from my head at that time. So I, I yeah, I kind of do it how I would want how I would want it if I was in their shoes. Um but I also do it for for everyone, not just the art. Like, if I was working with a full team—a penciler, an inker, uh, colorist—I I would write it so each one of those could take it and be like, "Right, I know the direction here." So, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my um my direction when it comes to this. Really,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, and I think that should be like every writer's main goal is to write something that they would want to write themselves. But I get that it's hard when you're constantly especially with kickstarter Mm -hmm. not thinking about what trying to tap into what the audience wants you know yeah um so uh how's it been this is this is your first comics kickstarter how's it been for you uh on this this first foray and the crowdfunding
1: yeah it's been it's been interesting i mean the start was very um it was quite humbling uh we had a very very good start um to begin with you know we were almost at i think we were at 25 percent in 24 hours or something which oh, that's awesome for a first kickstarter that's pretty good and especially currently the climate of kickstarter is difficult um i know i mentioned it earlier to you there was you you'll see now that people who were hitting their goals within a few hours and now taking a few days or a week to um to get their goal so it's it is a difficult time currently and i'm t- sure it's, it's a difficult time for everybody but we're doing okay we're, we're close we're very close we've just got uh what five six days five six days left and we're getting there we're getting there it's a learning curve yeah. though. all a learning curve
0: and and part of the learning curve is how to deal with that dead period because it usually it goes from about halfway to about a week or so before it ends yeah and but you're going to meet your goal I, I i know you are um so your this book is great and we're going to make sure everybody knows that and uh not that I'm like like, well, we're gonna save your Kickstarter. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying, you know, we're gonna <laughs> a lot of people are I'm sure are backing it and sharing it and everything because it looks so freaking cool. Yeah, um,
1: I did I did yeah. learn today that um apparently Kickstarter has been having some issues um where people have gone to create their account or pledge and it's given them errors. Um so if anybody does have that issue, please do reach out because I've learned a good handful of people who have who have just uh you know not gone ahead because they couldn't get any further so please do reach out please
0: and it's also really important for anyone listening just to confirm that you you backed it you know make Mm -hmm. sure that you got the email that confirms that you that you actually backed the kickstarter and it wasn't something that yeah there wasn't that error or anything yeah um yeah no that's really good to know um but what kind of uh, Kickstarter runner are you? Are you someone that is constantly checking it, or are you able to like put it down for a couple of hours, go work on other stuff, then check on it later? Well, like, what's your patience like?
1: <laughs> I I check it pretty regularly, um, but also yeah. I I do reply every person who backs. I will message um, just just to thank them. Um, it's a just I just thought you know what. If they're taking time out of their day to to back and to pledge, I, I'll take time out of mine to to message people. So I, I'm on top of that as well. So it's, um, yeah, my screen time is pretty ridiculous for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's really cool that you do that. that. That adds a nice personal touch, and it is a very useful feature on Kickstarter where you can interact. Like, and that's the nice thing about Kickstarter is the interaction, is what I'm trying to say yeah with with your with your audience and you can have that direct interaction and people can comment and you can respond to those comments it's really nice yeah um yeah yeah that's so great um are you uh are you doing other things to help promote it as well like are you doing other shows like anywhere else we can turn people to you know like for, for for further information about this kickstarter
1: yeah i mean i'm constantly posting about it uh constantly but we we're currently doing um our 100th back when we hit 100 backers we uh, i say we it's me uh I'm going to do a raffle for all the backers and there'll be a couple of prizes of some extra goods from the uh, from the kickstarter as well um that people can win so that's that's pretty cool um I've got a uh, another Show, well I've got in terms of the book itself I've got a show in November where I should have the book hopefully out <laughs> mm-hmm. out and on the tables um and also a another uh other than this interview and this this chat I've got another one on Tuesday with um with Wednesday night comics Wednesday night nice um yeah that one's gonna be gonna be a bit of a chill one because later in the day but uh yeah yeah it yeah. Should, be, should be good
0: should be good that'll be great and we'll make sure to point people towards your social media then so that they can keep up to date with that raffle and your future appearances so where where can people find you online
1: yeah so i'm under zafin everywhere online uh z-a-e-p-h-y-n um with the name aaron thompson attached i used to just keep the keep the username but um i decided having my actual name out there is not too bad
0: <laughs> yeah nice and um yeah i i'm really excited for this book i've backed it i'm looking forward to reading it and kind of jealous of the people who get to see it in person in um, less than two months so is is emilio pretty fast can he turn it around in that amount of time
1: it's scary how fast he works (laughs) that's awesome i I can get like if i've given him a script i'll probably get the page by the end of the day it's wow he's crazy is is insane um He's good. He's very good. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: so great. Yeah, I'm. I'm so happy to hear that. That'll be awesome, and then that also gives people a lot to look forward to with that quick of a turnaround. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, hopefully, you know, if I can, I've set the the um, delivery date for December, but I'm gonna try and get it all posted out in that same week maybe so it might be a little bit sooner so everyone can get the same time hopefully
0: yeah that would be great and that's very exciting um well aaron thanks so much for coming on the show and telling us about the muck i'm excited for the book i'm excited for the raffle now that i know about that (laughs) and um well, hopefully we'll get to have you on in the future to discuss the, the future of the muck. Oh yeah. That was the other question I was going to ask. Yeah. What's, what's the future of the muck? Where is this, where is this story going? Where, how is the world going to expand?
1: So my plan for this, for the muck itself, it's a single, this is a single book, um, but for the world around, um, the world is called a if people are interested and the city of Domlin, which I mentioned, um, I want people to ask a lot of questions so when we go into this expanded world um people can pick and choose where they go to so as I said my background in film and games uh, I'd like to have a bunch of stories from different creators set around this world but also lead into things like role-playing games and short animations or full-length animations you know I know it's a broad and it's big and it's all uh, a a big idea, but there's so much I want to tell from this world and, and I'd love the world that I've built in, in this, in this place. So there's going to be a lot, I expect there's going to be a lot and from different people as well. So hopefully not just myself and, and Emilio, but, you know, branching out, branching out. I hope, hope to see a lot come from, come from this.
0: That's so exciting. And that's, you know it's amazing you're trying you're kind of just you know throwing everything at the wall right at the beginning of your comics career that's really ambitious and it's really cool to see and it makes me want to yeah it makes me want more even more now that's so great
1: yeah i don't um, like to make things easy for myself i just like to know uh, dive head first <laughs> you know and just hope for the best
0: well hell yeah man good for you i'm so I- i'm excited to see where this goes and uh, now I'm going to say thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking the time to tell me about your book and good luck on the rest of your Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, ho- hopefully we can chat again soon and uh, with more, with more things.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Please give us a rating and review on your podcasting services. Give us a follow on social media. Our Twitter is at ConstructComPod. Instagram is Constructing Pod and Facebook is facebook.com constructingcomics. Thank you for listening. Be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. We'll be back with another episode soon.